welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. And this is episode 16 of season 4 of Tomorrow Gason. Misdirection part 2. Nearly forgot the name of the title. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> what happened last week MC? We had for the first time in Tomorrow Gason history Uh-oh. an exciting part 1. <laughs> Yep, normally with this podcast, it's every other week you get a good episode, but not this time. Well, good. Is, 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 I'm not sure I'd use the word good, but... <laughs> Better. <coughs> Exciting. Yes. Well, into, yeah, anyway, let's carry on. Um, the so, point is... Does that mean that this week's episode is going to be really bad? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, but yes, uh, MC has decided to go after the December form. He's gone lone wolf, just again. Um <laughs> Disregarding the rest of the gang again, um, as he decides to storm the headquarters of a secretive and heavily armed organization again. Again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the December form have kind of put a lot of misdirection in place, they you have. might say. They have, and um, because we have Jay and Terry holed up in the King's Crown pub as mm-hmm. a bunch of zombies are pouring in through yeah. the uh, doors. Um, we've got vampires outside the B and B where Amy, Louise, and Gavar, who are seemingly safe. With their protection spell, but something ghostly is happening there. What could that be? And MC uh, has been, is about to fight, presumably, something that growls and has a chain. Which I think is a werewolf. Okay. Okay, but we're going to find out. Yeah. And we're going to find out right now, MC, (gasps) because it is time for Misdirection Part 2. Previously on Tamora Gason. The December form. They turned up. MC turned to face Louise. They shot Melvin's wife. And then Melvin killed himself. What do we do now? Jay asked. I'm going to take them out before they get around to their version of Armageddon. MC walked up the stairs. Louise went after him. I'm going to take them out before they get around to their version of Armageddon. MC walked up the stairs. Louise went after him. We can just charge in after them without knowing anything. Louise. Firstly, they killed an innocent woman to stop Melvin. And secondly, I didn't say you lot were going. I'm going in alone. Well, we haven't got time, Stuart, Vic said. That ninja and his friends will probably be looking to stop us as quickly as possible now. Relax, Jesus Christ. We're going to kill every man, woman and kid on this bloody planet. God, I can't wait. You won't have to. We're ending it tonight. How's the progress? Vic asked. They'll all be kept busy while we complete our task. Tanis replied, opening his eyes. And the security entrance? Guarded, and the access code is safe. The banging came again, louder and harder this time. Terry and Jay exchanged a quizzical look. What is it, mate? Terry asked. Zombies. Jay said, fear in his voice. Lots of them. What's that? Louise wanted to know. The protection spell! Gav replied. Someone's trying to attack! Gav and Louise both ran out of the living area and into the reception. They could see several vampires standing outside trying to get in, but the protection spell held firm. Pesky protection spell, she said. Let's see what we can do about that. The sound of A chains being dragged along the floor. This was followed by a growl. A shadow appeared over the ceiling of the tunnel, and MC could just make out a figure in the distance. A big figure. Shit. MC said, reaching for his sword. Lowering the window in the reception, Gav called out to the vampires. Come on in! One of the vampires leapt forwards, but zapped back by the spell, which was holding firm. 
<laughs> have we have we established whether vampires have to be invited in in order to thing? It's ripping off Buffy, so yes, I'd imagine okay. that the law, all the vampire law, is taken directly from Buffy. Right. So Gav has invited them in, and they're like, "Yeah, let's rush," and then he's just messing with them because of the protection spell, which I'm sure won't backfire because that protection <laughs> spell is there forever. Yeah, there's no ghostly entities that's going to mess with that or anything. Oh no, Gav! Louise yelled, holding Amy, "Stop being an idiot and get back inside." He closed the window and said, Okay, okay, it was just very entertaining. I love this protection spell. Why is it so cold in here? Louise said again. Oh, I wonder why it's so oh, cold. Could it be? He's a woman always complaining about being cold. <laughs> Poor circulation, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, the front door to the B&B flew open. Louise and Gav glanced at one another nervously. Louise held Amy in one hand and gripped the crossbow she had picked up earlier in the other. One of the vampires approached the door cautiously and waved his hand over the threshold. No reaction. He slowly stepped in, making it all the way into the bed and breakfast. He snarled. Into the living room! Gav shouted as he and Louise ran backwards, closing the doors of the living room, locking them shut. So much for that spell! A terrified Louise said. I thought there was going to be more of a build-up to the protection spell... Going, but it's gone now. No, cool. the, I don't know how the, the ghost, ghost Mrs. Lansbury has done it. She just opened the door, and that was it, apparently. Cool. Magically otherworldly nonsense, MC. Yes. I mean, that could nonsense be, being <laughs> the words, yes. That could be a summary of the entire podcast, really, couldn't it? <laughs> the demon in front of MC was huge. Oh, it's not a werewolf. I know, if I do wonder if it might be a Cerberus sort of thing. Oh, but no. I was kind of hoping werewolf, because then you get the full set. You know, zombies, yeah. vampires, werewolves, you know? Oh. I guess zombies and vampires were like the OG monsters in Tomorrow Gaze, and werewolves only came along like several seasons later. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And we're going to get a demon description, which is always fun. Demons are OG as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a good point, MC. It's mm-hmm. a good point. I just wanted the inflatable werewolves to come back. Yeah, I it. know, I know. We all do. <laughs> the demon in front of MC was huge. He had faced bigger opponents, but not many. Its body was rippled with muscles that looked ready to burst. Does it look like Arnold stress-ridden <laughs> nega on steroids? No, this one is Sly Stallone. It had a lizard-like head and wore some torn rags. It breathed deeply, almost roaring as drool fell from its lips, its gaze fixed on MC. In each of its massive hands, it gripped two long chains. Oh, it's not as interesting. It's got. A, it's basically a big lizard. Then it's a lizard from Spider-Man. It sounds like. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Oh, you get to rip off a new, <laughs> a new thing now. Please don't sue me, Marvel. <laughs> you must be the welcome party. MC said, pulling out his small sword. <laughs> I forgot he took a, a small. You really like sword. to emphasize that, don't you? <laughs> Am I trying to demasculate you here for some reason? <laughs> Can't MC. believe MC was such a dick to me. <laughs> I'm going to give him such a small sword. <laughs> My sword's bigger than MC. It's much bigger, much sharper. There's more damage. You must be the welcome party. MC said, pulling out his small sword. He paused for a few seconds as the demon stalked him. Damn, I can't even think of something cool and intimidating. <laughs> he shouldn't be saying... Like, if he's all messed up and dark and, like, you know, brooding, yeah. he should be making these terrible lines, really. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense for the character. God damn it, Chip. <laughs> The demon snapped its hand forward, sending one of the chains crashing towards MC. The ninja blocked it with his sword, slashing the chain away, but underestimated the speed of the big demon as it threw its other chain forward, wrapping MC around the face, splitting open his lip and knocking him backwards into the wall of the walkway. (laughs) He splat blood from his mouth. Quick and strong. 
You must be a devil with the ladies. No, stop it, MC. You're supposed to be all dark and broody. Stop being silly and fun. It's sort of... I, I feel like he's in that sort of... He wasn't dark and brooding so much as just not caring, right? He was yeah. apathetic. Even, I feel like, even in this sort of scenario, end of the world apocalypse, he doesn't care to the point where he's making quips. He's just like, oh, give a fuck. Apathetic quips. Yes. <laughs> Is that a new thing? <laughs> So I'm not sure quick and strong is just exactly what the ladies are looking for, you know? <laughs> the demon swung again. MC narrowly rolled out of the way, grabbing a hold of the chains. The demon reeled MC in, and the ninja caught it with a kick to the chin. It hardly fazed the demon, who clubbed MC on the bag. On the bag? <laughs> <laughs> no, my rucksack! It hardly fazed the demon, who clubbed MC on the bag, and threw him from one side of the walkway to the other. Drink again? Sure. Yeah. MC crashed down on the floor once again. It was a tough old demon, this one. Yes, it is, it yeah, is. I bet MC's wishing he brought a, a bigger big sword, sword now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hold him for much longer! Gav said, his back propped up against a door that led to the living room of the B&B. Hang on! Louise replied. She went across the room and laid Amy down in her carry cot. Louise was amazed that the disturbance hadn't affected the baby in any way. Mm. It's like she's some sort of special child or something, is like an gonna... angel. Don't know what this voice is, but maybe we'll use it for a character one day. Is Amy gonna like baby Yoda the vampires? <gasps> oh, that would be amazing! Like twenty odd years before you ripped off <laughs> the Mandalorian before it existed. If it was baby Yoda, you would give a shit about that child. <laughs> I'm telling you now. She went across the room and laid Amy down in a carry cot. Louise was amazed that the disturbance hadn't affected the baby in any way. Picking up her crossbow, Louise went to help Gav barricade the door. No! He said. We're going to have to fight them! But there's no way out! And we don't know if anyone is going to be coming back to help us anytime soon! Imagine how much quicker each episode would be if everyone spoke with the, the pace <laughs> of Gav. I did notice I managed to do that line in one breath. I know. <laughs> Getting a bit too used to that, I think. I'm going to release a rap album, which is just in Gav's voice. Did we establish how many vampires are actually there? I think... Was it three? Was I it got three? a feeling it was three. I could That's be wrong. not very many, is it? I know. <laughs> Come on, December form. Unlimited resources. Yeah, three vampires ought to do it. <laughs> Louise nodded and brought her crossbow up in front of her, ready to shoot. Gav clutched his wooden bat and nodded. He leapt out of the way of the door, allowing the first vampire to burst through. Louise let fire with an arrow, but her aim was off, sinking the arrow into the vampire's stomach. The vampire winced. Oh, oh, I just spelt winced correctly. Oh my god. Oh my god, no winced here. Oh, <gasps> next you'll be saying bringing instead of brined. <laughs> the vamp winced in pain before pulling the arrow out. Gav rugby tackled him from the side, taking him down, staking the vampire as quick as he could. Three more vampires rushed in as Louise quickly tried to reload. One of the vampires ran towards her, knocking the weapon out of her hand and then throwing her across the room. Drink! <laughs> she landed beside Amy, her head narrowly missing the coffee table. Oof, that could have been nasty. Mm. Gav battled the two other vampires, doing his best to keep them both off balance, but he had already lost his bat. One of the vampires caught an attempted kick from Gav and the other clotheslined him to the ground. They used to be like a tag team wrestling. <laughs> it's like Legion of Doom, but vampires. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> yes, that sounds awesome. If one of them goes, wow, wow, rush at some point, it's going to be amazing. 
The gang not doing too well, though. I know. Emsley's getting battered by a demon. Those four vampires are taking apart Gavin Louise. Yeah, or is it two now? Three? There's two. three left. I think there's three left. There's one fighting Louise. One. They killed one. One fighting Louise and oh, two right, fighting right. Gav. Okay. Legion of Doom on Gav. Yeah. <laughs> He's doomed. <laughs> there was a tense standoff in the pub. Jay, Terry, the football fans and the two elderly gentlemen all stood in front of the bar as the zombies completed crashing through until they were all inside. For a moment, everyone stood still. Then the zombies started to make their way across the pub floor as fast as their undead limbs would take them. Go for the heads! Jay shouted. We know how to knock someone out! The leader of the yobs, James, said. Got any tricks up your sleeve? Jay asked Terry. Terry shot one of the zombies with his shotgun, blowing its head clean off. He started to reload. Don't need magic this time, Terry replied. If we win this fight, boys, drinks are on the ass! The hooligans let out a war cry and ran forwards, slowly followed by the two old men and Jay. The two sides met with a smack of flesh against dead flesh. So, do the <laughs> football hooligans think that these are just regular people? They're saying I don't about, know. We know how to knock someone out. <laughs> I don't know, because we said last week about how they just didn't react to the fact there were zombies coming yeah. through. So, I mean, the, the hooligans are probably uh, drunk, possibly a bit dim. Yeah. Um, so, maybe they're just like, oh, he's just like fleshy bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And also, Terry just shot one of them. Yeah. Which I feel would be like... <laughs> Steady on, mate. You know, come on. Do you, you forget about these football hooligans, right? They've been banned from every single pub in London. True. So they're going to be pretty rough. And I guess this is the only pub that they haven't been banned from, yeah. so they're going to let things slide. It's like, well, you know, I mean, the landlord does shoot people sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, gonna where wanna, else are you going to go? They want to protect it as well. They've got nowhere yeah. else to watch the football. That's otherwise. true, that's yeah. true. I did like the moment of Terry just shooting someone, a zombie as well. (laughs) With one chain wrapped around his throat and the other on his ankle, MC was being beaten from pillar to post as the demon tightened the grip around him like an octopus capturing his prey. (laughs) This is how octopuses do it. They just latch onto their prey and just just fucking ram them into the scenery. Yeah, you've never seen an ancient documentary, that's how they do it. (laughs) Oh my god, he's going to the top rope. Oh, I kind of wish it was an octopus demon now. Oh, oh. We already had those in Chip. Did we have octopus demons? They had or squid or they had tentacles. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, I don't want to rip off myself. <laughs> the ninja tried to break one of the chain links with his sword, but the demon, seeing this, smashed MC down on the ground, following that up with a kick to the midsection, all the time holding onto him via the chains. The demon released MC's ankle and used the free chain to whip the ninja across the back. Kinky. <laughs> Absolutely, like harder. I mean, no, stop it, Daddy. <laughs> I guess if you're getting whipped by chains, that's quite a step up, isn't it, from just a whip? That's very true. Yeah, blimey, it's a ninja kink. It's the only. Way, it's the only thing MC feels anymore. <laughs> MC tried to move, but every time he did, the chain around his neck got tighter, like an octopus tentacle. <laughs> what? <laughs> the demon moved forwards. MC waited for his moment, trying not to slip into a state of unconscious. You know when you're walking along, you just slip on a state of unconscious? (laughs) Who left all these fucking unconscious here? (laughs) Or has broke my neck? He could sue the octopus lizard. (laughs) Should be a sign saying, warning, state of unconscious. As it got close enough, MC used his last remaining bit of strength to lunge with his sword, plunging the blade into the demon's gut. 
a mixture of different coloured liquids seeped out of the wound and direct onto the floor. The ground began to shake a little. Hmm. So the, the ground shakes in reaction to the blood going on it? Maybe. Maybe that's how you unlock the door or something. Maybe it's like a mystical lock. Hmm. The demon released MC from his grasp and pulled the blade out. MC stood and faced the demon. It snapped the blade clean in two and threw it away. No, his small sword. <laughs> I imagine it's harder to break a small sword because... Yeah, you get more leverage with the longer yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why MC took it, you see. Because yeah. he's like, no one will be able to break us. And then he found an octopus. <laughs> MC missed with the right hand and the demon sucker punched him before connecting with a roundhouse kick. Again, MC went flying forwards, this time crashing into steel rather than concrete. Drink again. Damn, he's getting fucked up. Yeah, this is a drink-heavy episode. (laughs) Looking up from his grounded position, MC saw that he'd hit an enormous door. A massive lock was in the centre with a panel just above MC's head as he stood on wobbly legs. The entrance to the building, MC realised. The panel was for the key to open the door, but it didn't seem like much of a magical hotspot. Uh, Yeah, there was a... Thing was it the SWAT who told him something about a magical hotspot to get into the building? Maybe, maybe, or was it Terry or something about my like magical hotspot? Just sounds utter bollocks. So <laughs> is that like a Wi-Fi hotspot? <laughs> no, signal here's rubbish. Can't get any magic. <laughs> MC's trying to move the panel around, <laughs> like trying to get a better signal. And what was the password? The ninja had a feeling the demon would know, but first he would have to beat it. That definitely would not come easy. The demon walked towards MC with great purpose, a wicked smile on its face. MC stepped forward, slipping into an attack stance, but he couldn't see the chains of the demon swing around from the left as his left eye was badly bruised and almost completely closed up. The blow from the chains knocked MC down to the ground. He didn't move. Mm. This is this must be a really strong demon because obviously yeah. in this and obviously other shows that you know we've stolen from, yeah. uh, <laughs> people's strengths do fluctuate in skills a lot of the yeah. time depending yeah, yeah. on what you need for the plot. Yeah, but you know if we take MC, he's a pretty strong ninja boy, mm, even with his small sword. Yeah, <laughs> but he's been taken out by this uh, thoroughly, thing. thoroughly outclassed and outpowered yeah, and everything. Yeah. The demon isn't just uh, strong, he's also fast and skilled. Yep. And... Uh, Took a blade to the gut. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just carrying on like, do 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 yeah. I am fine, you're not getting past me, idiot. I feel like if this lizard tried to end the world, we'd be fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lizard versus the one? I already got poop of you! <laughs> or they team up to take on the Legion of Doom! And bricks! <laughs> it was windy on top of the building. From this position, you could see all of London... The lights on top of the slightly bigger buildings at Canary Wharf, Big Ben and the London Eye, the Houses of Parliament and Buckingham Palace, and the River Thames creeping its way past all those monuments too. It's a very weirdly structured sentence, just like full stops everywhere like Canary Wharf, (laughs) Big Ben and the London Eye. You just look for like London landmarks and then just (laughs) copy and pasted it. I'm surprised the Canary Wharf though, I'm quite impressed with that. (laughs) They had chosen a prime location for this project and it was now near completion. As the cold gripped a Vic, he pulled his coat closer towards him. His hair and scarf flapped in the wind. Tannis stood still and tall, his long grey coat down up to the top. Down up to the top? Down up to the top? Oh, that makes sense. Like he zipped it all the way up because it's cold? But no, down up to the top. (laughs) (laughs) He watched closely. Stuart was still in his suit. His shirt was untucked and his jacket was torn. 
Stuart could barely stand still, and he chuckled wildly as he watched the bomb which the December form intended to use to destroy existence was raised from the inside of the building and onto the launch pad of the roof. Have they, have they just upgraded it from end the world to destroy existence? <laughs> I feel like that's a step, a step beyond ending the With world. With bomb? I know. <laughs> We're going to destroy everything. Like, the universe, God himself, he's done. It's over. This is it, Stuart cried as the bomb reached its position. I'm finally going to do it. I have got such a hard-on right now. Oh, we don't like Stuart. No. Nasty piece of work. (laughs) Within a few minutes, we will really do it, won't we? Tanny said to Vic. You bet your arse we will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was brilliant. (laughs) Just think, whoever created this world, whether it be God or evolution, it's going to be us that finally finish this miserable planet off. I was born for this day. And this day alone. Tannis beamed. Do it already. Stuart screamed. Push the bloody button. End it. All of it. I don't want to remember no more. His tone took a more quiet approach. It's almost like he's really fucked up in the head or something. (laughs) Really? I mean, we haven't really hinted towards that or anything (laughs) like that. Yeah, I mean, do we feel sorry for Stuart now? No, No. No, we really don't, do we? But this is... I mean, MC is right in the you know the basement or underneath the building, mm. getting his ass kicked. He's unconscious at the moment. He slipped on some uh, unconscious. <laughs> He's out. Uh, Louise and Gav, they're fighting the Legion of Doom vampires. They're pretty screwed. Yeah. And Terry and Jay and all the football yobs are fighting zombies. Yeah. Right? And there's no one near the December form. I know. I know. They're literally ready to just push the button. I think unless they have like a long speech or something. <laughs> it's gonna be a, a half an hour monologue, just yeah. finger over the button. Uh, I I did prepare a brief speech. <laughs> And I've got some orange juice if anyone would like a toast. <laughs> and some party meal. rings. <laughs> oh, I'd love some party rings right now. Just one last thing to do, Vic said, looking at Tannis. He produced his gun and turned to Stuart, shooting him several times in the chest. He followed up by finishing the clip in Stuart's head. I love how petty that is. They're literally about <laughs> to end the world. <laughs> They're going to deny him. The chance to see it and like be there and do it. That is quite good. I mean, I think there's the point where the audience cheers yeah, for the villain, yeah, you know? Yeah, We did, I think it was last week, we said we wondered if Vic and Tannis were just going to kill yeah, Tanner Stewart. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. I've been waiting to do that for a very long time. Vic smiled. Wish we could have done it a lot sooner. Tannis added as Vic rejoined him. Yeah, well, we needed his money, but not anymore. How long will the codes take to put in? I'm not sure. It looks pretty complicated. I could just launch this thing myself, you know. Tannis's hands began to glow bright green. I could ignite it, fly it up into the air, and crash it down on the earth. Do you ignite a nuke? Because I'm just imagining, like, (laughs) a big stick of dynamite with, like, a radioactive sign on it and a big fuse. It's basically a giant firework at this point, isn't it? (laughs) Look... I don't know if you know this or not, MC, but, you know, back when I was, you know, about 17, 16, however it was, I didn't really know a lot about nuclear weapons and how they worked. (laughs) I mean, it's changed. (laughs) Yeah. I like to think they've got just a big plunger as well, like an (laughs) Acme-style one. No. We are the December form. We don't use nor need magic for our conquests. Tannis put his hands down and they stopped glowing. Hand me those papers and we'll begin. Tannis gave Vic the papers with the bomb's access codes in and he walked up to the bomb opening the little access panel in the side. 
A little computer screen appeared in front of him, and he began to push some numbers in. Okay, so this is this will take like half an hour. Yeah, he's probably got to put in like a four million long code or something. <laughs> Gets it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you only have two attempts left, or this bomb will lock. He has to identify the traffic lights in the little picture. <laughs> and he's like, well, it's just the bottom of the pole. Does that count? I don't know. Uh, I feel like MC's got a little timer counting down now. <laughs> It's like, oh, I hate time missions. He's going to be like uh, asking Vic one of his security questions. He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't remember my pet's first name. I don't remember. Who was my favourite teacher? (laughs) As the vampire pinned Louise to the ground, she struggled trying to get him off. But the vampire's strength won through as he struck Louise across the face several times, making sure she wasn't about to struggle too much. Gav was still battling the other two vampires, but seeing what was happening to Louise, he ducked and rolled underneath the attempted attacks of his opponents. <laughs> opponents? Opponents? Opponents. Opponents. That sounds fancy. He ducked and rolled underneath the attempted attacks of his opponents and picked up his bat along the way. He pierced his vampire's heart and a cloud of dust appeared over Louise. Are you okay? Gav offered his hand to Louise. As she went to grab it, one of the vampires appeared behind Gav and without hesitation, <gasps> sunk his fangs into Gav's neck. Oh my god. <gasps> Gav! Louise screeched. Oh no, are we actually going to... Is he going to get vamped or is he just... <gasps> oh my god. Is this is this just Gav doing an angel? Or... Well, I mean... I know Angel was a vampire, but you know the bit where he loses his soul and then turns into an evil vampire. Ooh, vampire Gav. Yeah. Oh, I'm down for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink your blood. <laughs> Imagine him being like a sort of uh, Dracula-style, like enigmatic, <laughs> mysterious, sophisticated vampire. Yeah. Letting a traveller into his mansion. He's like, <laughs> you must join me for dinner. <laughs> He just turns into a bat and he's like, Hey, I'm <laughs> On the top floor, a distant, wicked, yet gentle laugh could be heard. That's a, that's a description. Can he do a distant, wicked, yet gentle laugh? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, well done. <laughs> she could see what was happening downstairs and liked it. Taking down the protection spell and letting the vampires in had been easy. And soon it would be all... What was that coming to water? A a ball of brilliant light. No, it can't be, she said. The ball engulfed her, and although it didn't swallow her spirit, was enough to cloud her hold on the magic she was working. Ooh, is this uh, Angel? (gasps) Angel. (laughs) Angel, finally. (laughs) I've loved you forever. (laughs) I wrote this about you. Look, it's me, but it's you. Chip appears in the episode. (laughs) In the living room, Gav struggled to wiggle free from the vampire's clutches. Louise did her best to help, but was restricted by the other vamp. Before they knew what was happened, before they knew what was happened, the vampires turned to dust, releasing Louise and Gav. Tearing a section from her jumper, Louise ran to Gav and stuck the material on his neck, pressing down with as much pressure as she could do to stop the bleeding. Why is she wearing a jumper and not a jub jub? <laughs> well, jub jubs are notoriously difficult to tear because they're so well made. That's true. After a moment, Gav replaced a hand with his own and stood up, not too weak. What the hell just happened? He asked. I have no clue, Louise replied in a state of shock and still hurting herself. We didn't state them. Uh, There's no one else here. The protection spell, maybe? It stopped working, then started again? It's the only thing I can think of. 
Let's get down to the King's Crown. Speak to Terry, Gaff said. I've got a feeling those vampires showing wasn't just a coincidence. Gotta be the December form. You think? We need to grab Jay and find MC. Are you okay to walk? Louise held Gav's arms as they walked. Yeah, I'm fine. How about you? I'm good. The couple held each other and Amy and headed to the King's Crown. So, whatever it was, stopped the... I guess the ghost was restricting the protection spell somehow. Yeah, it was doing... Magic in quotation marks. Yes. Yes. A magic thing. What is it? Don't worry about it. Just crack on. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, a ball of bright white light. I mean, it's got to be something angelic, right? Yeah. Yeah. We think Amy's done a baby Yoda. Or maybe it's Tifa as well, or Dom, oh. possibly. Oh, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dom didn't die, but R.I.P. <laughs> in our hearts, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead to us. <laughs> A swipe of the zombie's hand and Jay went sailing over the bar, crashing down on the floor below. Drink? Well, he's gone to the floor, not the wall. But over the bar. Well, he is in a pub, so let's drink. (laughs) (laughs) He got up quickly and scanned the situation. The amount of zombies nearly doubled the people who were trying to hold them back. Terry was the next person to be sent flying over the bar. Drink again. Drink again, blimey. Double drink because he's a landlord of a pub. (laughs) Jay helped him to his feet. Why don't you know any decapitation spells? Jay demanded to know. (laughs) Reasonable question. (laughs) uh, Lesson number one of (laughs) magic, of being a magical landlord. (laughs) Sorry, kid. I've got a few fire spells that would work, but we're too closed in. We get bleeding roasted too. Terry picked up a bottle of rum, rolled the top off and took a swig. Oh, he's having a drink himself. Uh, Drink. (laughs) When Terry drinks, you drink. (laughs) He took aim with his shotgun and blew another zombie's head off. The two elderly gentlemen floored one zombie and started to stomp on its head until it exploded. Wow. Jesus. Old people were badass. Yeah, well, clearly they were in the war. They did that to Nazis all the time. (laughs) They looked at one another, slightly horrified. No, no. Terry yelled out to them. You did good. These ain't human. We may be deaf and half blind, but we're not stupid. One of them called back. They attacked another zombie. Terry reloaded his gun and fired again. We're getting their numbers down. Jay said, clubbing one of the creatures as it approached the bar. He leapt over the bar, clubbed the zombie to the floor, killed it before leaping back next to Terry. Good work, Jay. Yeah, I like that sticker move. That's quite nice as well. Well, so, So the old people do know they're zombies. They know that something's up at this point, I yeah. think. Yeah, okay. Maybe not zombies, but they know that they these aren't regular people. <laughs> what, there must be a clue somewhere. <laughs> they keep trying to bite me. What could that be? <laughs> the football hooligans were doing a good number on the zombies too. They dropped three before ganging up on several more. <laughs> we're winning! Terry smiled. He fired off another round, killing another zombie. And all it took was a little old-fashioned bar fight. Jay said... Shall we finish this? Terry nodded and reloaded with his last bullets in a shotgun. Yep. (laughs) Jay joined the old man in fighting. And after using his last bit of ammo, Terry let out a yell and started to beat the remaining zombies with a leg from one of the bodies. I feel like in a bar, there'd be (laughs) better things to use than a leg. I mean, there's a pool. They get the pool cues and stuff. Yeah, and like, yeah, he says yeah. something about him having a club in the previous thing yes, as well. Yeah. I mean, he's having fun, you know. He yeah. probably did it for the lols. <laughs> <laughs> this feels very Shaun of the Dead. It does, it does. Yeah, and I think that would have been around about the right 
time, I oh, think. Oh, that explains it. Within a few moments, the battle was over. Everyone cheered and revelled in their victory. The football fans went into a chant of, You're not singing anymore! And the old men danced. Terry and Jay shook hands. That's quite sweet, isn't <laughs> it? Is quite... Oh, we defended the battle cruiser! Yeah, drinks on me! <laughs> the demon lifted MC's limp body off the ground by his throat. MC's doing the worst out of everyone. He really is. The ninja He's... is doing the worst. With one hand, it lifted him over its head and applied pressure to his throat. Struggling to break free, MC reached into his pocket and fished out one of the throwing stars. He slammed the jagged point of the star into the eye of the demon, twisting it too. Blood dripped down the demon's face and he screeched in pain, dropping the ninja. There you go, you're in trouble, go for the eyes. Yeah, fucking nasty. If you've got got a throwing star, stab it in their eyes, (laughs) twist it. The noise of the demon's cries almost deafened MC. He filled his hand with the remaining stars and let them all fly at once. The stars tore into the flesh of the demon, not doing it any real harm, but giving MC the chance to catch his breath. More blood touched the ground, and it shook some more. A buzzing sound came from the door. MC looked up and saw the panel on the large door was nearly short-circuiting. So that's a special clearance. A knowing, croaky-voiced MC said to himself, By this time, the demon had removed the star from its face, taking its eyeball with it. Staying on the demon's right side, the side with no eye, the ninja was able to stay away from the demon's shots and catch it with a lot more, as it could no longer see where he was coming from. That's pretty cool. He's using a bit of tactics there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny ninjaing it instead of just going wading in. I think this would be me drawing on my boxing knowledge as well, because Mm. you know, like, if your opponent is having trouble seeing that one eye, you try and stay on that side, Mm -hmm. because then they can't see the punches coming. When you uh, stab them in the eye with a throwing star. (laughs) I used to sellotape one to my glove. (laughs) (laughs) Knocking the demon to the ground, MC pounced on it from behind, slamming its huge head into the hard floor several times. The demon's skull cracked up like a Brazil nut and its brain oozed out. Okay. <laughs> Quite a gory one, this one, yeah. isn't it? Still, it managed to throw MC off its back what? and regain its feet. What? <laughs> Rolling along the floor, MC came to a stop beside his broken blade. He picked up the sharp end and threw it at the demon, charging towards him, piercing its leaking brain. <laughs> How? How do you kill this thing? It staggered back, a small amount of yellow lumpy liquid excreting from its mouth. Using the handle of the sword, with a small amount of the torn sharp blade left, MC stabbed the demon in the heart, ripping it out. And the demon kept going! (laughs) You have to remove its pancreas, guys. (laughs) That's its weak spot. Oh, that would be such a Tamorogason thing. (laughs) Finally, the demon fell to the floor, dead. He must have torn its pancreas out earlier. Oh, that took a lot. Well done, effort. MC. Yeah. yeah, that was a hard one. It's like, you know, when you beat that really tough boss in a video game, yeah. and you're like, oh, thank fuck, like, you're, you're in your last right stick of hell. Yeah, yeah. MC collapsed to the floor also. He had nearly had the life beaten out of him, and despite his ninja strength hey, and ability, at the end of the day, he was still a human being who could bleed, bruise, and feel pain. Physical and emotional. <laughs> no, don't even worry about emotional. What was that? No, no, I'll find here. What are you talking about? Shut up, leave me alone. I'll stab you in the eye. <laughs> After regaining his breath, MC stood up slowly and peeled the brain off his sword. He carried it towards the door and rubbed the bloody heart over the panel. His guess was correct. The demon's blood, the substance that had caused the earth to shake, was the access code for the door. 
It must have been connected to the site in some form of spell. <laughs> sure, why yeah, not? Don't ask questions, it's fine. It's just magic. It's demon heart blood, don't worry about it. <laughs> MC wasn't sure if the blood itself would be enough, so he had used the demon's heart. Ah, uh, yeah, that old <laughs> first law of magic. Do you think like there was a... <laughs> A hole in the panel which was perfectly heart shaped <laughs> and he just slotted it in. MC's <laughs> like, this means something, there's a clue here. <laughs> the door slowly opened, sirens sounding as it did. MC was now in the December form headquarters. Now all he had to do was find the strength to stay on his feet long enough to stop them from ending the world. So, is it just Tannis and Vic left? Because other than that, it's just a bunch of scientists and stuff, right? Well, they told the scientists to get out of the building, didn't they? Oh, yeah. They weren't like, help us, you know, program this bomb. They were just like, give me the paper that's got all the Chico's written on it Mm. and get out. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if they'll have any, like, more security. Mm. But then this is the group that sent four vampires and a dozen zombies (laughs) off. And uh, to be fair, they got a good demon to protect the door. Yeah, yeah, true. So, uh, yeah, maybe they're a bit cocky. Mm. Hmm. A few floors up on the roof of the building, the sirens had alerted Vic and Tannis to the presence of someone entering. They both stood still, high above London. Who can that be? Tannis wanted to know. Who do you think? Vic replied. Looks like your distractions didn't hold the ninja, or your demon for that matter. That's impossible. The demon was born and bred in the destruction of... Tiata? Sounds like a type of car. Tiata. The Honda Tiata. <laughs> That's impossible. The demon was born and bred in the destruction of Tiata over 500 years ago. I don't think that mattered to our friend MC much. You must act quicker with the codes, demanded Tannis. <laughs> so they really have just spent a long time inputting the codes yeah. into this bomb. It should have been like, you know, in like Bond films when you have like two or three people who've got the same key and yeah, they have to put it in at the same time and turn it. Oh, but then they killed Stuart so they didn't have a third person. That's oh true. no, <laughs> it's become a comedy all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm going as quick as I can. This isn't exactly the ten times table. <laughs> Vic turned his attention back to the nuclear bomb and its access codes. The eleven times table. <laughs> the ten times table. Oh boy, he really is dumbing it down, isn't he? <laughs> If and when he should reach the roof, I'll keep him busy. You keep working. Great! More magic! There's a reason why we don't use that stuff. You're beginning to sound like our dead friend Stuart. Be careful you don't end up like him. The only way I'm going to hell is when this bomb explodes, my friend. Vic stared at Tannis before going back to the computer. Tannis readied himself, standing in front of the hatch that led to the roof. So December form's crumbling slightly under the pressure? At least this chapter, this branch of it, anyway. That's but true. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. But yeah, no, you're right, under the pressure and all. Um, yeah, I mean, we know that Tannis is quite a powerful gardener witch doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and considering MC's condition, I don't know how I he's know. going to take him on. I know. Um, but yeah, I just like the way there's, they, there's no loyalty in the December form, you know? It's yeah. like they're very, they feel very much like individuals rather than a team. Absolutely. The doors of the King's Crown pub burst opening, startled Jay and Terry. They both held their respective brooms defensively, but quickly lowered them when they saw it was only Gav and Louise with Amy. What the hell happened here? Louise asked, scanning the damage to the pub, and Terry and Jay sweeping it up. Zombies! Jay replied. Are you alright? He asked Gav, noticing the blood on his shirt. Fine! 
Funny thing about being bitten by a vampire, gets the adrenaline pumping. Gav doesn't need any more adrenaline. <laughs> you were bitten? Terry asked. Yeah, but I'm okay. I wasn't turned or anything. Wouldn't stink me. I'll prove it. I feel like I wasn't turned as something a vampire would say. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. I am a demon now. <laughs> I'll pass. So you guys were attacked too, huh? Jay said. Yep. Looks like someone wanted to keep us busy all tonight. You mean busy with being dead? Oh, not someone. Gav said. Some people. Terry finished. December form! Everyone said at once. <laughs> At MC is trying to fight them right now, Louis said. And they're looking to end the world, Jay added. We need to help MC, Gav suggested. Let's go, Terry commented. <laughs> the four plus little Amy left the pub following Terry towards the HQ of the December form. So they just left the football hooligans and the old men in the pub. Well, they said, I mean, it was free drinks, right? I guess so. But I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a dangerous proposition, you know? Probably less dangerous than the end of the world. A fair point, MC. Well made. Yes. <laughs> the padlock onto the latch that would lead to the roof of the December Forms building rattled as someone pounded on it from the inside. Sweat rolled off Vic's face as he desperately punched in the codes to the nuclear weapon. Tannis walked forward slowly towards the roof hatch. The hammering got louder and louder as the padlock started to buckle. It stopped for a few seconds before the lock was torn off and the metal hatch flew up into the air. A battered and bloody MC leapt up and landed on the roof. It's quite a cool entrance, it's quite yeah. like that. However, his foot buckled, oh, and, <laughs> and he nearly fell. His ninja agility hey. saving him. He looked up at Tannis. You may have made it up, MC. You may have killed one of the most dangerous demons on this planet, but you will not stop me from fulfilling my destiny. Classic villain speech. Oh yeah. Tannis, stop talking crap and kill that bastard! Vic shouted, stopping his work. MC reached into his pocket and pulled out a throwing star. Tannis laughed. <laughs> sounded like a dying dog. You really think that will stop me? Remember your friend Melvin? He was nowhere near the level I'm at when it comes to magic. One measly star will do nothing. MC threw the star. It went flying past Tannis, going nowhere near him. He started to laugh, but then stopped when he realised just where the star was going. Turning, Tannis was just in time to see the star rip the back off Vic's throat, cutting right through his neck. Oh my god. Vic's head slumped down on the computer, blood dripping onto the screen, multiple numbers on the keyboard being pressed at once. The computer bleeped and a message came up reading, Incorrect access code. Nuclear program shutting down. <laughs> I want to put the window sound effect in here as well. <laughs> Holy shit, fixed. I wasn't expecting that. I know. Yeah. Clever of MC, though, just to realise, like, what does he need to stop? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did good. And also, I love how the... I mean, it makes sense that you would need to be very careful when putting in the the detonation sequence for a nuclear bomb. Mm -hmm. But considering it was made to be used, like, literally to end the world, yeah. like, it was there to be used. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, a big green go button. <laughs> 
No, you got to have security on these things, though. You don't want to fall into the wrong hands. I guess they were very paranoid about somebody else ending the world. Exactly. It would have been egg on their face <laughs> if somebody else had come in and set it off. Just a sneaky mouse that runs over the button or something. <laughs> no! No! Tannis yelled. MC leapt forwards, taking Tannis down by his legs. He pinned the warlord down his... He pinned the warlord down his shoulders and slammed his face into the concrete roof. So he's a warlord now, not a, a witch doctor. Is he, or is he still a gardener? <laughs> Did he also train with a gardener warlord? <laughs> One day, the bad guys are going to realise that they should stop talking shit and just kill me. Because their plans are world destructing, keep messing up, or because they feel the need to taunt me. I've had cuts and bruises before, but I will not stop and let innocent people die just so you can get hard. Right, I think that's Stuart. Yeah, yeah, wrong person. Again, MC slammed Tannis' face into the concrete, breaking his nose. Now, you're so desperate to die, then I'll grant you this one wish. With one more slam, the ninja released his grip and took out the piece of blade that had once been his sword. As he went to finish Tannis off and end the long-running war with a December form, I mean, it's been a couple of months. Yeah, I, like, I, I it hasn't was gonna say. really, like, you know, it hasn't been that long. As he went to finish Tannis off and end the long-running war with the December form, the last Romanian member suddenly set off an explosion from underneath him, knocking MC back. Quickly getting back to his feet, MC saw Tannis on the other side of the roof, saying a magic word, please, Abracadabra. <laughs> and opening up what looked like some form of portal. He looked towards MC. This isn't over, Ninja. You'll pay for this with your daughter's life. With those words, Tannis ran into the portal and it closed behind him. He was gone. Uh MC dropped the blade and then sat down on the roof, exhausted. The fight with the demon had taken a lot out of him and he was spent. He whispered some words meant for the departing Tannis. I dare you to come back one day. So we did wonder how they were going to... This felt like an end of the season thing. Mm, Very much so. And how it was going to carry on after that. But yep. I guess now we know. I guess it's going to be Tannis. Yeah, but yeah. two out of three of the December form dead. But I guess the most powerful one is still going. Yeah, and but... he's much more inclined to use magic as well. Yes, yes. Because you had Stuart, who was the money man. Mm. You had Vic, who was the post office manager. Yeah, the uh... essential. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really know what he offered. Uh, clearly wasn't that quick at computing skills or anything. He, he was like the brains. He was the organisational sort of person. Yeah, the face of the the form the brain yeah. I think. yeah yeah i'm really sad we didn't mention this was set in december because there's been no mention of it and i feel like the december form should want to end the world in december no it's an ironic name <laughs> they do it in july it should be like christmas day or something oh die hard it yeah yeah oh goddamn. the gang had located the december forms building and had heard some racket coming from the roof not being able to get into the building they had made their way around the back and found the car park that mc had used to get into the december forms headquarters as they scaled the fence, Jay slipped, crashing into some dustbins. <laughs> oh, poor Jay. Aww. Some lights went on inside the car park, and several guards came running out. Freeze! One of them yelled as they pulled their guns out. Run! Terry yelled. The guards started to fire, two of them aiming at the pub landlord. No! <gasps> he forged a protective shield around him oh. and made it to cover, Phew. hiding behind a concrete pillar. Oh, thank God, I would have ended the podcast right there. <laughs> Jay remained behind the dustbins. Gav rolled out of the way of the gunshots and joined Jay. Louise, with Amy in her arms, was running, heading for a pillar on the other side. Before she could reach it, she was cut off by a guard who stood in front of her. 
Nothing personal, lady. He said as he took aim and fired. Wow, that's cold. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> with a baby in their arms. <laughs> this isn't personal, it's just business. <laughs> I just really hate babies. <laughs> Nothing personal, lady. He said as he took aim and fired. Louise! Gav yelled, running out from his cover, heading towards where his girlfriend had run to. Terry threw a magic net over the guards, trapping them and removing their guns. That would have been handy against the zombies, no? (laughs) Jay followed Gav and they found Louise standing still, shaking a little, with an unconscious guard in front of her. Gav hugged her. Wow, you pack a punch, girl! Jay proclaimed. Are you okay? Gav asked. I'm fine, Louise replied after a moment's pause. Let's keep going. I'm worried about MC. This way, Terry called out. There's a secret passage. The gang followed on. Louise lagged behind a little, still shocked. She looked down at Amy. She looked like just an ordinary baby, despite the fact she had been surrounded by mystery, death and chaos in her short life so far. Louise wasn't sure what had just happened. All she knew is that the reason she was still alive was because of some brilliant light that had come from Amy, stopping the guard's bullet in mid-air and slamming the guard against the wall. Drink. Did baby Yoda it? Yeah, baby drink. You, you, the Mandalorian ripped you off. <laughs> no, come on! Gav yelled back towards her. What are you? Louise said to Amy. And that's the end of Misdirection, part two. What do we think of that episode, MC? Wow, that was, that was a lot of shit going on. Yeah, so much to unpick. Oh. Um, well, let's start with the mm. fact that the December form are no more. The December... I was going is, is there a... I was going to say, what's the singular form? But that is form. Um, <laughs> the December... F- <laughs> no, The December the, F. The January club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, quick... Keep talking. Let's get <laughs> so, over that. But yeah, uh, point is, I mean, uh, Stuart is a bit useless, really. He was just the the, the money man. Yeah. Vic was the brains, though. Yeah. Um, but we still have Tannis, who is in raw power, the most powerful of them. Mm. But I feel like he's going to be this sort of loose cannon now. He's not yeah. going to be one for carefully plotted plans and stuff like that. Maybe he will turn to magic to try and... Do you think he's going to keep on trying to end the world or is he just going to try and end the gang first? Well, he threatened Amy. That was the thing. Yeah. I think that was the key point. I think he thinks his branch of the December 4 was done. Yeah. So now he's, he's personal mm. and he, he made the threat towards Amy mm. and I think that's what it's going to be. So it's going to be Gardener Witch Doctor versus Baby <laughs> Angel Yoda. <laughs> versus the Legion of Doom! <laughs> Yes, I think that. And we've just got, a, like you said, a baby Yoda with Amy. Yeah. Yeah, she's shown a bit of her angel powers. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what the prophecy bollocks was about her. It was that Chip was going to save her, I think. But was there something about, oh, she'll save the world? or She was like the first of angels coming back into the world, right? Something like that? Something like that. Like Because there was Evangelina who was like the last one or something. Yeah. There's been a lot of prophecies in this yeah. MC. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. We need to go look at the scrolls again. That's what we need to do. <laughs> But we also know that MC hasn't told the gang about Amy. Yeah, and now Louise has an inkling that, well, something's up. <laughs> an inkling? <laughs> she saw the baby stop a bullet in midair. Mm, a clue. <laughs> You're not. Something strange here. <laughs> I wonder if there's anything down mother care that can fix this. <laughs> she put a bit of pseudo cream on it. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so I, I'm kind of surprised Vic died. I thought if anyone was going to survive and then go for their revenge, it would have been Vic. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it makes sense to me, Tannis, the most powerful one. Yeah, and also within the, the situation, MC took out Vic because he was the most vulnerable. He was the one yes. setting off the bomb. Yes, so, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, are they just going to leave that nuke on the roof? Or are they going to oh, yeah. <laughs> bury it in their back garden along with all the bodies? Or what, what's going to happen? <laughs> We're just burning the furthest. <laughs> They take the actual like the nuclear power out and they just set it off for like a big firework at the end. <laughs> Terry's like, ah, it's fine. I got a nuclear bomb a diffusion <laughs> spell. Oh, yeah, I'm curious to see where the rest of the season's going to go now because it, we've never, I've never, I never did this before. The writing was kind of have this big mid-season yeah. event. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always been kind of leading up to the big end. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's going to be intriguing to see mm. um, what's going to happen from now on. Mm -hmm. Lots of questions to be answered. Um, one final thing. Mm. Uh, the whole thing with Gav yeah. uh, being bitten by a vampire. Ah. I wonder if it was just a little nod to the fact he was there was previously a vampire called Gav. Ah, and yeah, it just, could be. Maybe it, I was like, oh, maybe it's some weird timeline thing where he went... <laughs> To the past and died? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> Should we see what next week's episode is called, MC? Let's do that very thing. Next week's episode is called Departure. Cool. Yeah. Someone leaving again? <laughs> is MC know. going for his own spin-off series now? <laughs> well, Chip can do it. I can too. Maybe it's Terry. <gasps> Maybe it's Terry, the younger years. Yes. When he was a bar men instead of a uh, <laughs> frog series. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, uh -huh. uh, have you got any theories about who's going to depart? Did you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. And we are on Twitter at howiriptoff. And you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes and YouTube. And if you want to tell us how to defuse a uh, nuclear <laughs> bomb, a non-magical nuclear bomb, because there's something on our roof, uh, you can do so in the form of a review. And it would help, well, it would help the world. Yes, no. Well, existence. I, I feel like spreading this podcast through the world wouldn't really help it at the moment. There's enough <laughs> problems in 2020 without someone having to spread this shit around. It would help us. Yes. And in this uncertain times, just being able to help, help two people, maybe that's enough. That's quite nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. So, yeah, do that. Do that. Are we just going to end it there? Yeah. Are we going to end on a nice note this week? <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> Wait, I did that last time. Oh, well. Love you. Bye. <laughs>